0: Hello and welcome to Integrating Chinese Medicine. I am Elizabeth Cullen. And I am Georgia Payton.
1: And we're traditional Chinese medicine practitioners and acupuncturists. We're your hosts, providing an educational platform for practical ways to integrate Eastern medicine into your Western lifestyle.
0: Throughout this podcast series, we will be discussing the benefits of getting to know our bodies in a practical sense and how to be an advocate for your own health. This podcast is intended as generalized health information only and was relevant at the time of recording. It is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or as a substitute for treatment from a medically trained practitioner. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Welcome back to the first episode of Integrating
1: Chinese Medicine for 2023. Today we're going to start with a topic we are both very passionate about Yes, and we talk about it a lot in clinic and treat a lot of women and promote it in the clinic as well. Mm -hmm. So the fourth trimester, what it is and what it is from a traditional Chinese medicine point of view.
0: So in traditional Chinese medicine, the first month after giving birth is crucial and immediate to the future health of both mother and baby. So the postpartum period begins straight after giving birth. And from a Chinese medicine perspective, it's seen as a time to rest, recuperate and be supported. So not only the focus on the baby, but also on the mum. So from there, we need to plan ahead for the fourth trimester as not only does it support postpartum recovery, but it also from a Chinese medicine perspective, focuses on the future menstrual cycle of the woman, fertility and all the way up to menopause. So the practice is traditionally known as sitting the month, and in China the phrase is zu well zi. So it's often referred to as the gateway. It's the threshold between one way of being, so life before baby, and an entirely new existence, life with baby. The aim for spending dedicated time in this revitalizing in-between space is that the mother will emerge more beautiful and rejuvenated than before. Yeah. And did you
1: know, Liz, that in most traditional cultures, in some way, shape or form, women will rest for the first 40 days post-birth? right. So this tradition spans from parts of Latin America to Native American tribes and all throughout Asia, including India, Korea and Malaysia, as well as throughout the Middle East, including Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt and Palestine.
0: Right. Okay. So it's interesting that all of the Eastern cultures and other traditional cultures in the world do have traditional practices, whereas in the Western world that has been quite lost. Yeah.
1: So we want to encourage some of these traditional cultures into our Western lifestyle.
0: Definitely. And I think we both noticed when we were living in China as well, the traditional Chinese practices that were spoken of in the postpartum time and period, including the woman being confined at home and not being able to shower. So it's a lot of tough love. Yes. Um, Only (laughs) eating chicken soup. Yes. Not being allowed to swim. And she is under surveillance, usually by her mother or mother-in-law to make sure she's resting. So in China now there's still confinement hotels, which is pretty unreal, um, where the mother actually goes to be looked after in that postpartum period. So it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it's the recovery is better and the future
0: health is better. Yes, definitely, definitely. And it's very interesting that now in the Western world the postpartum period is starting to be more spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um and rather than the third trimester being finished off with pregnancy, now we are talking about the fourth trimester and the awareness in the postnatal world is much more and women are really jumping on board, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk talk about it for someone who's never heard of the fourth strain before. Mm. What are the five insides
0: of reclaiming this wisdom? Okay, so should we start with retreat? Yes, yeah. So with retreat, retreat is establishing those healthy boundaries. So those conversations usually begin while you're pregnant, rather than establishing those healthy boundaries postpartum. If you create that expectation with your family and friends of what you're wanting in that postpartum period of making sure you're resting and being supported, then that makes quite a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, with setting those clear expectations with family and friends that you'll be spending time at home, that also allows them to be supporting you in that way too. Um, From there, also creating that conversation around what the fourth trimester is because to a lot of people, they're not actually aware of what postpartum period support actually consists and involves. Yes. Um, From there, um, what's the second one, Georgia? So we want to
1: encourage warmth. Yes. So mother warming, which we'll talk about a little bit more later on, Warm feet, warm foods, not swimming in the ocean, and not being exposed to any cold for the first forty days. So the warmth helps nourish the new mother and also encourages the building of them and the nourishment of the g in the blood. Yes,
0: so important from a Chinese
1: medicine perspective. Yes, yeah. So think warm everything, even in the middle of summer.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No swimming, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) Um, From a support perspective, so that includes being able to ask for help, that you're not alone throughout this period and that you need your tribe around you and your tribe can involve your family and friends. But if you're living interstate from your family and friends, that can also include your acupuncturist, your GP. Um, You may have a doula as well that will support you through that period. Um, And making sure that you're creating support network around you to cook meals. So say, for example, there's online programs like Meal Trains where Mm -hmm. you can ask for your friends instead of getting a present for the baby, that they actually organise a meal train where a meal is dropped to you and your partner perhaps um, for you both to be supported through that period so you don't have to be thinking about food. And then from there, if you are living remotely from family and friends, as we're mentioning, that you can also organise a food service such as the Golden Month.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. And even uh, Mothers, Groups. And Mother's Groups. Mother's Groups as well. A great ways. Yes. to connect with new friends, um, if you're living more remotely um, and you don't have loved ones around you.
0: And there's that app now, the Peanut app. Oh, what's so that? So it's, like um, it's like a dating app, but yes. it's for new mothers oh, to meet. meet. Yeah. So it's the same kind of um, model where, you know, you swipe, but uh, other new mums are on there and they'll have a little profile and you can see if you've got things in common and then you can organise to meet up. Oh,
1: great. Pretty
0: amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that
1: link in the show notes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, so number four,
0: number four for rest, doing nothing. So a lot of people find that is so difficult to do nothing. Yeah, but it's okay, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Give yourself permission
0: to do absolutely nothing and knowing that it's good for you. Exactly, exactly. And surrendering to the mess in the house, it's okay, for when visitors come around that you don't have freshly baked muffins ready to go.
1: Yes, or your bathroom's not spotless. (laughs)
0: That you're freshly showered.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: None of that is a priority for you. The focus needs to be on coming inwards and supporting your health and letting people around you support you.
1: Yeah. I always encourage my patients to sleep when baby sleeps. Yes. I think that's a huge one because yes. so many women feel guilty about the fact that the house isn't tidy or they haven't done a new load of washing. But when baby's sleeping, take that opportunity to sleep as yes. well and nap throughout the day.
0: And I also say to my patients, if you're not a napper throughout the day, please just make sure you rest. Just rest. Yeah. Just rest. Just Meditate or just even just lay there and just have a moment to yourself doing something that is familiar to you pre baby as well.
1: Yeah. Also, not feeling socially pressured to be out and about and showing off baby. So, limiting yes. activity beyond baby care, your acupuncture treatments, as well as mother
0: warming. So important to mm-hmm. support the body to heal. Yes. And then finally ritual, so birth is a rite of passage being the birth of the mother also. An example of this is in Africa, India and the Middle East. Women of the community would adorn the mother's legs and feet with intricate henna patterns to honour her and to ensure she would sit still and rest while it dried, which is perfect. Yes, perfect. I need more of that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, another example is whether or not you want to acknowledge your placenta and how it has supported baby throughout the nine months um, is planting the placenta in the garden. We'll jump into placenta encapsulation a little bit later on and how it actually isn't part of traditional Chinese medicine history. Um, Another example is energetic availability. So as humble as a foot frog to a mother ceremony or a blessing way or a mother blessing. So a modern way as well is the sip and see now. Sip and see. Sip and see, yes. So sip and see is a um, a get-together with your girlfriend's Baby, and it's a time where you can all come together and meet baby, and that could always be after those first 40 days.
1: Oh beautiful. Yeah. So you just sip on tea and see the baby. Yes. I oh, love that. Yeah, or a champagne. Oh, oh no, nice. it's after the 40 days. <laughs> that could be fun too,
0: probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so from there, let's jump into how Chinese medicine supports treatment in the postnatal stage and what treatment actually consists of.
1: Yeah, so um, here at the clinic, postnatal care treatment, um, so we look at TCM patterns of disharmony post-birth. Mm-hmm. So what this can look like is deficiency of qi, blood and yin, blood stasis, blood stasis Sorry, um, and invasion of pathogenic cold and or wind okay so ideally treatment begins three days post-birth so that's when you begin the 30 days of tonification which is seen as necessary to rebuild the blood and the qi loss throughout pregnancy and birth mm. so this concept of tonification applies to all women not just those that feel exhausted following a difficult pregnancy or labor and it it's Irregardless to the way that your baby is born, whether you have a vaginal birth or a cesarean birth.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. So treatment in the clinic, which we'll delve into next, will look a little bit different for the way that you've birthed. Yeah. But the concept of postpartum support is key for every woman who's birthed. Yeah. 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 That doesn't change. No.
1: Yeah. So what does that postnatal tonification treatment and mother warming look like, Liz?
0: Okay. So throughout labour preparation treatment, we'll teach a future-to-be mother and possibly if they're having a a birth partner with them, that um, we'll teach them how to use mother warming, which is a useful one-off treatment given around day four or five post-birth. So this is only for women who have a vaginal birth. Mother warming can't actually be used for someone who's had a C-section straight away, although we can use it a little bit later on once the site started to heal. Um, It can be utilised to energise women and aid their recovery and is well received by women after birth. I always recommend to patients there's not too much pressure to do the mother warming on that day four to day five. It is ideal. Yes. But if you've just come home from hospital and everything's a little bit overwhelming, then the mother warming can be pushed out to day six or day seven. Yeah, and it still is beneficial. It's still beneficial. The sooner that you do that, obviously, the better. But at the same time, to be able to have that space to be able to actually lay there and feel birth partner or support person to be able to do the mother warming for you is going to be really beneficial at any stage throughout that first week,
1: and so what is mother <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, so mother warming yes. is where we use moxibustion. Yes. so moxibustion is a traditional Chinese therapy where the particular Chinese herb called mugwort is used. We recommend patients to use um, moxa stick that is smokeless so it's mixed with charcoal and with that what you do is you burn the stick and you leave the stick about two to three finger breadths away from the skin and you're coming all the way up through to the navel and all the way down to your pubic symphysis so just drawing upwards and downwards there and coming all the way out through to the ovaries we will give you a specific diagram to show you how to do this Um, but with that you're supporting the uterus to warm up again just as Georgia mentioned before one of the key factors in that postpartum period is warmth and supporting the body after that exposure to cold in that vaginal birth and in a C-section as well. Yeah. Uh, so from mother warming there, then you're supporting the lower back as well. So we're coming through the kidney meridian and then coming through the sacrum. It feels divine. Yeah, and really nurturing for the new Really, mother. really nurturing, and yeah. it will support recovery. So yes. mother warming begins at home, and then when you come into the clinic, then mother warming continues. Yeah.
1: And really interesting um, is although acupuncture is better known in the West, Mm. um, moxibustion has also been used in traditional treatments for over 2,000 years Mm. in China. So it's actually the second part of the name of acupuncture in the Chinese language. Pretty
0: incredible.
1: So it plays a huge role
0: in treatment. It really does, doesn't it? And we use it every day.
1: Yes. and not many yeah.
0: people are aware of what it is before they come into th- clinic. But yeah. as we describe it, it's like an internal health. 100. percent It's so warming and nourishing, and it does enhance the function of a particular acupuncture points. So it can be used alone, um, and then it also can be combined with acupuncture. So yeah.
1: yeah, and say for a woman who's listening who has had a C-section delivery, mm. and she comes into the treat into the clinic, mm. and her. Birth was about a week ago, mm. what can we do with Moxa to support her
0: body and recovery? Great question. So we'll be using, using Moxa busher distally so we won't be coming down through the navel section there all the way down through to the pubic symphysis due to of infection through that initial stage as the wound from the c section is healing. But we'll be using Moxa on different points to build you back up. So say for example, there's a point on the side of the leg, zusanli, Le and my pronunciation if it's incorrect but um with that point it's a really nice nourishing point so we'll be coming into that point we'll be coming into a nice blood nourishing point on the leg as well and then we'll actually be using moxa at the base of the feet on a really nice kidney grounding point to support the body and on the upper abdomen as well
1: yeah and completely
0: safe completely safe and we do teach our women and their birth partners when they come in for labor preparation even for a planned C section, or if you ended up with an emergency C section, of ways you can use mother warming at home in that initial week post birth on areas that are safe to use.
1: Yeah, great. Yes. Uh,
0: what do we go through in a postpartum treatment?
1: Yeah, so I'm following mother warming. Mm. um, So like you spoke about, Liz, we also do the acupuncture as well in combination with the moxa, And then we also talk about dietary therapy. So this can be utilised on a follow-up visit, approximately 10 to 14 days following the birth, to facilitate the body in building good quality qi and blood.
0: And I can't emphasise enough bring the whole family in yeah 100% I love when to bring babies <laughs> in so good and we, <laughs> we just love it to meet the babies especially after supporting you for the last nine months or if we saw you for that four weeks pre-baby as well in labor prep and to just uh, just making that note of if you can get anywhere in that first seven to ten days in addition to the checks for baby yourself it would be to come to acupuncture because timing wise it's not only going to help your recovery from birth but so also, going to help with breast milk supply definitely. as well. It's going to keep you nice and calm and it's going yeah. to allow your central nervous system to be able to restore and have a break. Yeah. And as well as that, you'll have a good nap.
1: Yeah, it's part of that giving yourself
0: permission to rest. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to help your mental health side of things as well. You know, from that side of things with the central nervous system, it's going to help to calm. And we will yeah. jump into mental health a little bit later on too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm so if we talk about the ways that a new mother can support or a mother can support um, her body through dietary therapy yes Liz what would we recommend here
0: in clinic so warm, 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 um, postpartum traditions around the world favour food that is soft, soupy, warm, moist, creamy, oily and fairly mild with a touch of sweet here and there. So for that initial period after birth, we're looking at foods that you can easily digest and foods that have already been prepared and they're in the freezer. Yeah. So we can whip them out in the morning, pop them in the sink and they're ready to go for lunch and for dinner. Um, after the energetic expenditure of birth and almost 10 months of of having your abdominal organs pushed into a tighter space, your <laughs> digestion is considered to be a little bit slower and weaker than normal. And in Chinese medicine, we're talking about the middle jaw there, so the spleen and the stomach. So it's a time to eat gently for a while before getting back into how you usually used to eat. So... In the Chinese medicine side of things, we need to focus from a traditional Chinese dietary therapy perspective on nourishing the yin, blood, and qi, and the way the food is prepared should be considered, like we mentioned. So, you know, when we're looking at postpartum care, we're wanting to support the body to be warm, which involves cooking foods by using slow cooker, boiling and roasting, rather than eating those cold, raw foods, and that includes in summer. Yes, definitely. Yes,
1: So um, some of the resources that we recommend for our pregnant patients to prepare for birth in the fourth trimester is The Golden Month by Jenny Allison and The First 40 Days by
0: Heng Yu. Yes, and we'll put those in the show notes as well. Yeah. The Golden Month is really beautiful. It by Jenny Allison. It, it exposes you to cultures all around the world and their practices for postpartum. And the first 40 days by Hangyo is great because it's focused really quite a lot on Chinese medicine. Yeah. And a little tip, you can always listen to it on Audible as well. Yeah, it's while you're walking. While you're walking, which yeah. is really fun, especially through that labor. Preparation stage of just going for your slow walks while you're waiting for baby. And then you get a PDF so of all the recipes, which is really handy.
1: Mm-hmm. And a recipe that um, we recommend to yes. our patients, um, one that Jenny includes in her book, The Golden yeah. Month, um, is a soup that is prepared during the nesting period of the third trimester and it's frozen. So it's a chicken soup broth. And it has traditional Chinese medicine in it to nourish and warm the body. Mm. So we want to um, – so in the fourth trimester, um, new mothers are recommended to have a diet only of chicken soup, like Liz said, yeah. um, so one month postpartum. And they do not re- recommend um, anything else – other than chicken soup.
0: Now, we know living in a Western culture, mm-hmm. it's not very practical and it's not realistic to eat chicken soup for a 40-day. No. no. So what we recommend is, yes.
1: is making the chicken soup mm-hmm. and then having that as a snack or as a meal um, with the addition of noodles or some vegetables as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, once a day. Yeah, once a day. So the chicken soup, um, the Chinese herbs in this soup, um, they nourish qi strengthen yin and nourish blood
0: post-birth. And it tastes really yummy. Yes, it's so yummy. Yeah, it's really yummy. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really and nourishing. And a lot of the time the birth partners love it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great, that's chicken soup for everyone. Yeah. Um, we recommend when you're having the chicken soup, and you'll find this on our Instagram as well, and we'll um, include in the show notes the journal post with the recipe. Yes. Um, with the chicken soup, you can make sure that you actually just put it in portions to freeze it instead of right. freezing a whole batch of it. It's going to be a lot easier for you to be able to grab one each day.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and take it to the hospital. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Is this
1: is something that you don't have to have, that you have to, sorry, stop having after the month.
0: No, you can't. If you come really back to enjoy it. it,
1: please keep having
0: it. Yeah, it's doing it really good for you. Yes, and if you're finding that you're f- feeling deficient even six months postpartum and you're starting to notice at that stage, or hang on, you know, this is when you're noticing, say, for example, your hair is starting to fall, yeah. um, then this is a time build yourself back up again and, and use the her- use the herbs in the soup. Yeah. Um, just a quick note with the herbs. Herbs is making sure that you're only eating the red dates. You cook with the herbs but you take the herbs out. But that's all yeah. in the recipe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Yeah. Another um, fun one is the pig trotter soup recipe, mm-hmm. which we can include that in the show notes as well. Um, A yeah. bit out there. But that's for breast milk supply. That's for breast milk supply and yeah. it works really well.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's another option for mothers that don't want to take medication. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Okay.
1: And so from there, should we have a chat about placenta encapsulation? Yes. Yeah. So um, lots of women come into the clinic um, Mm. and inquire about what placenta encapsulation is and our standpoint from a Chinese medicine perspective. So, Liz, you've done a little bit of
0: research into it and what have you found? So I'm very passionate to get this message across Mm. that traditional Chinese medicine does not support placenta encapsulation. A lot of uh, mainstream media will say that placenta encapsulation is really beneficial for women postpartum, Uh, but there is actually no research to say that there is any benefit whatsoever. It does not increase your milk supply and actually the research that is coming out from the lactation consultants is actually showing that women who use placenta-encapsulated procedures and eat their placenta or consume, sorry, consume their placenta, they're actually finding there's a higher risk of postnatal depression and the milk supply. Interesting. Really, really interesting and something not to take as lighthearted because... I've heard on a lot of other podcasts that, oh, look, do it if you want to, but if not, all good. But to be honest, I highly, highly recommend, strongly consider not doing placenta encapsulation because there actually is impact to you as a new yeah. mom. And there's so many other rituals that you can be using. To acknowledge and respect your placenta, and I've written to to support your body, to support your body. Yeah. And I've written a journal post on the Dow does on this, so we can link that one as well. Yeah. Um, but, yes, as you said, there's so many other ways you can support your body in that postpartum period that's really not necessary.
1: Yeah, and to give the listeners an idea of what the placenta is, mm. we have to think about it as a filter mm. to protect your baby. Yeah. So throughout our life and throughout our day, we absorb a lot of toxins, mm. environmental toxins, and the placenta is there to protect the baby from those toxins. Yeah. So you birth your baby, you birth your placenta, and then what you're consuming is those toxins mm that protected
0: your baby in addition to the stress hormones that your body experienced through birth which it needed to experience through birth to be able to support you which is a
1: wonderful thing that it's done brilliant
0: but yes. they're not hormones that you need to experience again in postpartum by consuming your placenta so yeah yes yeah, yeah. Alrighty, and then from there we'll just uh touch base on mental health side of things as well is yes acupuncture and postpartum support is going to help from a mental health perspective but georgia if a woman is finding that the baby blues are starting and there may be, they're not actually going away um, what can a woman do and where can she reach out
1: yeah, so that's a great question. Um, so for a mother or a woman that is listening um, who is experiencing postnatal depression, first and foremost, checking in with your GP. Mm-hmm. Another great resource if you're at home and you don't have access to your GP straight away, um, there's an online hotline called PANDA. So it's the Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Hotline. Mm-hmm. And that's a great resource um, for women who are experiencing low moods
0: or anxiety post birth. Fantastic. And that's where partners can go as well if they're starting to flag that maybe you are going to need a little bit more support for your partner, then this would be a good place to start. And we'll pop that in the show notes as well.
1: Yes, yeah. And if anyone's not sure what the baby blues are, Mm. so um, they can start anywhere between three to ten days after the birth of your baby, and they usually last for two to three days. Mm. So baby blues that last longer than two weeks may be a sign that you're developing postnatal depression. Mm. So postnatal depression can develop any time from the first year after having a baby. So it's important that you and your partner, along with your family and friends, are aware of the signs of postnatal depression and seek help if you feel you are concerned. Now, I just want to make a note as well, postnatal depression is not only um, about the mother, it can also be the partner and the support person as well. So keeping an eye out for each other, just in case your partner um, is experiencing those ongoing low moods. It's
0: a significant adjustment period for both of you. So yeah, that's such an important point to
1: make. Yeah, perfect. Alrighty, well, and aside from that, right. so um, from an integrative model of care, mm. is is there anything else that you would recommend um, for?
0: Yes, so checking in with your care provider six weeks um, post, uh, that's always routine from a Western perspective um, depending on a hospital setting or a birth centre or um, under midwifery um, or OB care for a six-week checkup, We always recommend to get your bloods done at this stage, including thyroid and iron, so just suggesting um, that or just checking with your care provider that they're going to be checked. You can also go back to your GP to have those checked as well. Uh, also pelvic floor check, so with a women's health trained physio, we highly recommend this yeah. and this is something that after you get the clearance for six weeks post um, from your midwife or OB, then you could start seeing a women's health physio our highest recommendation from that perspective is actually start at 20 weeks during pregnancy yes, definitely. with a women's self-physio and then they'll be able to guide you for when they want to see you postpartum. And from that integrative model, again, you've got your acupuncture postpartum and we're all working together as allied healthcare professionals. So I guess to summarise, Georgia, if we were to pass on a message to all the women listening and their birth partners, how can we – Get the message across of every woman and every new mother deserving the first 40 days.
1: Mm. And this is a big one because mm. a lot of women don't feel as they deserve the first 40 days Mm. and a lot of women feel as they don't have the time or the space for the first 40 days. Especially
0: after a second baby.
1: Absolutely, Mm -hmm. you know so um, after all of the information that we have provided you today, don't feel as though you have to go back and take everything on board and Mm. if you don't take everything on board then you're not supporting your body and you're not doing yourself or your baby justice. Mm. If you can take one thing away from today, like eating more warm foods or having a moment of pause or giving yourself that time just sitting in the sun and drinking a cup of herbal tea your body is definitely going to benefit
0: most definitely
1: so physically spiritually and emotionally all new mothers or all mothers whether it's second baby third baby or so on and um, do deserve
0: those first 40 days Most definitely, and that's such a good point to even just take away and write down one or two practical tips that you can take away from today of what you could be doing to support yourself and talking to your birth partner or your support team around you of what you would like your fourth trimester to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well, we really hope that today has helped to support you, plan for your postpartum period, and we'll be back soon.
1: Thanks for listening. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and write a review so we can raise awareness and convey our message
0: with as many people as possible. For the links and research mentioned in this podcast, head to our show notes. If you would like to learn more, please follow us on Integrating Chinese Medicine on socials.